You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everybody. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm really excited to have with me today Kelly Cooper. She is fantastic, actually. She's just one of those people that you kind of want to look at and go, wow, how did she get that life? Like, how did she, how does she do all of that? Like, where did she finally decide that she can kind of have everything that she wants in her existence? And so I'm really excited to have her on the show because she talks about the law of attraction. So we're going to be talking today about um, is the law of attraction a superpower? And, and I think she's overly qualified uh, to have that dialogue with us today. But she and her husband run their businesses from all over the world. So she's, she's definitely our kind of person here at Superpower Experts. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and welcome her. And if you could join me in that, um, we'll get started chatting with her. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Tonya. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to, to talk about all this stuff today. I just, all this like I said, fun all this fun, <laughs> wonderful stuff. Like I said, when I read your bar, I'm like, she's my people. I'm like, this is going to be good. Oh, I love it. Very cool. Well, let's just jump in and ask, what are your superpowers? I would say that it's not creating my own reality because that's everyone can do that. I think my superpower is I have an ability to explain these teachings in a way that helps people make sense of them that appeals to like people's like intellectual processing of this sort of information. So I think I can help break down a concept that on the surface, the yellow way is a very simple concept. There's not much to it. Inner world creates outer world kind of thing. But I think the theory of, of manifesting and the reality can be quite different because, right, theory doesn't account for real world conditions, right, theories. But in the real world, we have limiting beliefs. We have fears. We have doubts. We have a messed up self-image. We might not believe this is true, like all this conditioning. So so all of a sudden be like, well, just be positive and, you know, ask the universe what you want and just sit there and wait for it to come and just be happy. And it's like, oh, people are starting, like they kind of get into the teaching. They're like, oh, wait a minute. This, uh, I asked for what I wanted. I didn't get it. I know I'm supposed to be positive, but I kind of don't feel so positive. There's all this stuff that, you know, this inner work that, I think is can kind of be glossed over in a way like yeah there's the idea of you got to change your limiting beliefs and there's that recognition but I think that that's a part of the a piece of the puzzle that can kind of get overlooked in favor of the actions of manifesting that you know all the tools and you know getting caught up in that and then you're missing like what's going on inside, processing all of that, realizing, you know, why you manifested what you did until now. So for me, my teaching, I really try to take it a little bit deeper and kind of go through the deeper aspects of the process, the more spiritual aspects of the process and kind of clear up some of the misconceptions about the teaching that I think can lead people astray and either lead them to think, oh, this sounds stupid or whatever, or they just give up on it because they think it's quote unquote not working. Yeah, I, I love everything that you're saying about that. And I want to be very clear. We're talking about specifically the law of attraction, correct? Yes. And, and it's, it's such a powerful conversation because I, I you know, I've talked to practitioners. I, we, you know, it runs the gamut, our, our guests that we have on this show. And, you know, in favor, not in favor. Um, I've, I've talked with people who are convinced that the law of attraction has ruined a lot of people's lives. And, it, and it, it's a really fascinating perspective. And, and what always kind of baffles me is, is like, okay, but it is like, it's called the law of attraction. It's not called the idea of utilizing this. It's not called like 
this is a potential theory. Like the reason mm. why it's considered a law is, is kind of in the sense of the natural laws. Um, and we could argue up and down all day if there really are any natural laws, but it's, but the concept of it being a law in terms of it's um, unalienable, like, like not negotiable, like it's happening regardless. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to wrap their minds around is you are attracting to you everything that exists in your external reality, everything. Well, yeah. and your internal reality. I mean, it, all of it. Whether or not you choose to be intentional and aware of that or not is really is where choice comes in. Is that Absolutely. a fair assessment? No, you said every, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. And I think that speaks to one of the biggest misconceptions about it is like people view it as this tool you can use that you must not have been using before. I'm going to use the law of attraction. It's like, like you're saying, it's a universal law. It's one of the laws that attempt to explain how the universe functions, I guess, at some core level. So it's like, yeah. And like you said, you're always creating, but before you might not, you weren't doing it consciously. And what you manifest, it's not a system of punishment and reward. Well, you were negative. So the universe gave you cancer or you're being positive. So you get rewarded with money or a boyfriend. To me, the process of attraction is very neutral. I think the universe is, is a, a kind of, there's a love there. That's something beyond our, our comprehension as humans. But to me, the process of attraction itself, to me, it's very neutral and mechanical. So it's like, yeah, it's just kind of like input and output. So like you said, you're going to get what you're, what you're um, emitting wanted or unwanted because it's not, you're not being judged on like, well, she's being really negative, but I know she wouldn't want to lose her job, but sorry, you're going to get fired. You know, it's like, it's just, yeah, it's like a, a neutral process of attracting. There's no judgment in the process. The universe isn't evaluating you or deciding whether you deserve what you want or you don't deserve it. Or again, rewarding you or punishing you based on your predominant thought system. And I think what happens is because people view it as a tool and not like a, like a something that's just happening, you know, that's been happening. I think people get very fixated on like, like I said before, like visualizing, affirming, making vision boards and scripting. And people make that synonymous with the law of attraction, but it's, those are just tools. They're means to an end to shift energy, to shift focus, to uh, build momentum behind the energies that are going to serve you, maybe to help you build energies that you can't quite build given the current circumstances of your life. So yeah, it's like, so what happens is people are like, well, I did this, I did that and nothing's happening. It's like, yeah, because an affirmation is just words. A vision board is just pictures independent of your energy. They can't make anything happen for you. So it's like, yeah, you can do those things. They have a very important purpose in the process, but overall, how is how you're feeling changing? Is your focus changing? Is your belief system changing? The Besides the five minutes you're saying your affirmations in the morning, how are you going about the rest of your day? How are you focusing? What are you thinking about? So then I think when people start making that connection, they're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of not a tool. It's is. It just is. And these are a means to an end. But yeah, if I'm honest with myself, my energy is not really changing. I still am really focused on what I don't want. I'm so really attached to specific outcomes and, and opportunities and people. And I'm, I'm claiming I'm open to something better showing up. But um, that's not actually true. I, I kind of want this thing. And I'm, I'm pretty insistent on, on trying to force this thing to manifest. And yes, yeah, so I think in that sense, yeah, if people have that misconception about it, then yeah, I think it can be damaging to them because it's just like, 
they're going about creating change in a way that's not going to work and it can leave people very disillusioned. And that's why I'm so passionate about that aspect of it is to help people understand like what, at least what I think it really is. Uh, sorry about that. I had my mute on. I was oh, no like, problem. yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm like, did you, did you hear me telepathically? Because I was talking, I swear it. Uh, so fun. Well, and it, 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 I love that you're talking about this. And I really think we did people a disservice when we took lessons from, um, let's say, like athletics, the visualization concepts and stuff like that, um, and tried to apply it to life. Uh, and I remember the moment I just got like, it, it was years ago now where it was just like, oh, you know, I got the clarity of why this is so challenging for folks to really wrap their minds around. So I took the example of money, you know, cause that's a big question. A lot of my clients were always asking is like, how do I create more prosperity mm-hmm. and abundance and all this stuff? And, and I thought about it and I said, you know, similar to the conclusions that you've drawn is that the universe is very literal. Like it, it's pretty, like it doesn't really care what yes, you want. Like exactly. it's, it's like, you know, we think we have all these like, Oh my gosh, this is the most important thing ever in the world. And then the universe kind of like, yeah, whatever. That's cool. Um, it's like whatever you know I was was thinking about it's like okay so let's say you say okay I want a million dollars my bank account cool all right a million dollars my bank account that's what I want right and so you do all the visualization and emotions and energy and all the stuff that you can do to affirm that well the second that you go and spend money out of that account the universe thinks you changed your mind, right? Because now you're like, oh, the most important thing in this moment is I'm going to take money out of that account and buy this thing. So then the universe is like, okay, cool. Now she wants to just go buy things. So now we'll create all kinds of things for her to buy. The universe doesn't sit there and hold on to the idea that, yeah, but 10 minutes ago she said she wanted this. Like it just doesn't matter. Yeah, and, it's just um, neutral. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks down the road, you're like, well, how come I don't have a million dollars in my bank account? It's like, the universe is like, uh, dude, you've changed your mind like a thousand times between here and there. Like there, it, it really is that kind of consistent. And so, and that's kind of a tongue in cheek example, but it, but it serves a point. And, and when we talk about the visualization and like imagining exactly what you want, we forget that life is got a lot of angles. And, and I, you know, on the flip side of that, I remember it was about 10 years ago. No, it wasn't that long ago now. Anyway, time is kind of irrelevant, but it's, um, I remember sitting there thinking, you know, I just kept asking God, the universe, I kept saying, you know, you know, I just want to be of service. I just want to be of service. And then it dawned on me one day, I was like, holy crap, if I'm not careful, like I'm going to end up in some like leper colony without my yeah. husband, without my daughter. Like, like I was just saying, I just want to be of service. And it's like, cool, we'll make sure that you can be of service. Is that all you want? Because, you know, and, and so it's like, it's like, wait, I'd like to have an amazing life with my husband and my daughter. And I'd also like this. And I'd also like this. It's like, oh, okay. So I kind of sat back and was like, okay, how do we utilize these concepts in a way that is all encompassing? So it yeah. starts to create a a rounded out kind of fleshed out version of a life that we really want to be a part of. Mm. And, um, and it's not that simple. Like it's the easiest thing in the world. And then it's also not, it's not if a, then B kind of task. Like it's, it's not that sort of simple. It's not the, um, well, if I just envision a Porsche on my driveway, I'm going to get the Porsche. Yeah. Like there's, like, are you the person, do you have the cellular confidence and the energy signature of somebody who could manifest a Porsche? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and so, so there's all kinds of whatnot. And so 
that realization was what really moved me from the conversation around mastering your personal power into really managing your, what I call the individual resonance yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it, attuning people to the idea that our energy signatures are asking for things also. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I, I, I remember a client, um, she's like, I'm here to teach the world about love. I'm here to teach the world about love, but she could not get over this concept of her mother um, not really loving her as a child, which, you know, was her perception of the relationship and then her mother passing before they could really reconcile mm. it. And so she felt this gap, this void of love. And, and that, you know, she, she's like, you know, but I have to deal with this piece, but I really am here to teach the world about love. I'm like, you're not seeing how these fit together. Like, like, this is yeah. like, like, like <laughs> these are the two like sides of the same coin. And, and, and so it's like, it's really fascinating to watch as people navigate these worlds because in order like, like it's all systems and cogs and wheels. And it's like, if you twist this over here, like stuff alters. Mm, exactly. Um, th- th- this feels like there's just a whole lot of fragmented information that's coming through, but, but you, you, you get the gist. So, so, you know, for those of you listening, the point that we're making, um, you know, in, in different, different verbiage is that the law of attraction is something that's overarching everything. And there are nuances within it about how you're going to navigate it. Absolutely. And so the question of is the law of attraction a superpower is, is kind of silly in and of itself. It can certainly be used intentionally in that regard. But as with everything we talk about on this show, there is work to be done in the process of that. Is that a yeah. fair kind of assessment of, of or the garbly good that just came out? No, no, I was following you perfectly. And that's one of the <laughs> things, you know, one of the things I stress in my work is that inner work. And I know a lot of people, they probably aren't drawn to my teaching because they're like, no, she's not here sitting me telling me how to get myself. She's talking about feeling my feelings and feeling my pain <laughs> and screw this. Like, I want my Porsche. I want my money. I want my boyfriend. Like, tell me uh, how to get it. And here's yep. the thing with this sort of work, you could take it to varying levels of depth. Some people want to work more on the surface. They're, they're working from a space of, I want to fix what's broken. That's not wrong or bad, but that method of manifesting, you could probably get stuff, but you're not going to enjoy it as much because you didn't deal with the true source of your unhappiness. It wasn't the lack of these things. You might not feel as satisfied, but whatever, right? Um, so I feel like I appeal to people maybe that want to do the work a bit more deeply because like I know for me my journey a big journey you know, a big part of my journey was I had a lot of stuff I had to deal with some people they might not have as much stuff so that's maybe not as big a part of the journey or they're really good at dealing with their stuff so they don't really need help or whatever so for me I focus on that a lot because that was a big part of my journey and I feel like I have manifest the people that that's a big part of their journey too and hopefully they you know, find, you know, insight and, and find my work helpful, the insights I share based on my own experience. Yeah, because, and I think that's the missing piece of the puzzle too, because yeah, you got to think positive. You got to develop these beliefs that lend themselves to these things showing up. Yeah, of course, that's a very important part of the puzzle, but you also have to deal with, if you're not liking your life now, what energy is there? What led this stuff to show up? Why do you feel so badly without these things? What's the story? What's the meaning? What's the conclusion your mind is attaching to this? That's why you feel bad. 
You don't mm-hmm. feel bad because you don't have money. You feel bad because your lack of money makes you feel deep, intense shame and you're a huge failure. You're not <laughs> upset because you don't have a boyfriend. You're upset because you think because you're single, there's something wrong with you and you're not good enough in some way. So when we start to realize that the manifestations aren't the answer, you yeah, you start to see like this inner work. If you truly want to be happy and you truly want to manifest at your quote unquote maximum capacity, you got to clean that energy up. Because like I said before, you can kind of still have all that stuff and manifest stuff. People are, are living unconsciously all over, getting all sorts of things. It's not about, you know, um, you have to do this. Technically, you kind of don't, I guess. But it's like, you got to ask yourself, okay, do I just want my stuff or do I want to be happy? Because they're actually two different things, even though people think they're the same, but they're actually two very different questions with two very different paths that you're going to be put yourself on. So yeah, it's like deal with your stuff. It's not scare yeah it doesn't feel great we don't want to and especially our mind because our mind is so much like well if i get money i'll feel better if i get a boyfriend i feel better we think like well i don't want to do all that work i just want to get my stuff and then i know i'll feel better if i get it and it's like maybe you will probably temporarily the emotional payoff probably isn't going to be as great as you think it is i'm like because people have all sorts of stuff people have they're rich they have nice houses they have husbands they have beautiful kids they go on exotic vacations they're not automatically means they're happy plenty of people have very great lives on the surface and they're miserable so it's like yeah the stuff really isn't the answer and if you clean up the energy first and you're manifesting from a space of of your healed and you've, you know, you're whole, perfect, and complete as you are, and you know you don't need anything to be happy, but you just want this stuff because you think it would be cool, then when it shows up, you're going to enjoy it a lot more. Well, and, and I'll add on top of that, the concept of, it, you know, with the superpowers, it's, you know, you see people being able to throw about, like, these really kind of cool tricks and techniques, but at under the, the without that solid foundation they're not reliable they're not consistent and a yeah, lot exactly. of times you you run the risk and and i would contend that if you don't start taking responsibility for some of that like like it's like people get too fragmented and so they get too far away from themselves so without that balance of um you know, I see it a lot with the people that we attract because they like the superpower conversation so as long as i can keep focusing Actually, I'd imagine you see it too with the law of attraction thing. So as long as I can keep focusing on the power or what I can get or, or all these other things, I don't have to deal with this inside stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just give the appearance of or kind of self-soothe in that regard, like all the magical, mystical, whatnot. And you can do it. Like you can throw that about for a little bit. However, it over time, it's not sustainable. Exactly. And, and it will, the higher or further outside of yourself that you go without doing the inner depth work um, to accompany it, the more um, tumultuous and I would even say tragic the fallout is. Um, because, I mean, it's like, it's like you stretch a rubber band, stretch a rubber band, and, and, and you have to let go at some point and it snaps back. And the further apart you stretched it, the harder it snaps back. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I think that that's the very real reality. And I've cautioned a lot of people in the kind of metaphysical, magical space that w- if you're not cautious, you will do harm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I like that you acknowledge that it, maybe a lot of people aren't attracted to your teachings because it means that you have to really get kind of down and dirty with yourself. But yeah. um, I like the way you put that. It's exactly, that's exactly it, what it is. <laughs> I, you know, that that's one of my latest phrases. It's like, just get in it. Like, just sit in it. Like, I know it sucks. I, yeah. I, 
we, like, I talked to my seven-year-old that way. Like, I get it. Like, it hurts and it's gross. Just swim in it. Like, lather yourself with that shit. Like, just all yeah, over your exactly. body. Just get in it. It's, you know, and when I talk about that, I, I want to be clear to people. I'm not talking about that from, like, this pessimistic view of life. Like, well, life is hard and life is suffering and you're going to be unhappy. But at least maybe I'm not working hard enough. So I'll, I'll put that disclaimer out there. But as of yet, I haven't managed to get rid of all my negative emotion or my limiting beliefs. I, I'm still I'm still human. So it's like, I, the way I see it is, if that stuff's going to be there, it's there. And deal with it. It's not so, to me, it's not so bad because I think what happens is the resistance to it, the judgment of it, that's where the real suffering comes in. Thinking I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't be sad or I shouldn't be or whatever, whatever happens. And then it's like, that's where the real suffering is. But if you strip away the judgment and the resistance and you're left with just the emotion, even very intense emotion, it's much more manageable in its pure form. I feel like even the more intense emotion, it's really not that bad to deal with. It's like, well, I'm mad. I feel like crying. Okay, so cry. Who cares? Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. Like, go cry. Yeah. Go be mad. Like, it's, you know, we have such a resistance to our negativity. And it's like, you know, it's almost like this. We have, it's almost like we're childlike and juvenile in this insistence of wanting to be happy all the time. And again, I'm not saying that from a pessimistic, well, life is hard and you can't be happy. But it's like, <laughs> Yeah, you can be very happy, but you could still deal with your shit and it's fine. Like, don't worry about it, you know? So yeah, I just, to me, that was such a huge part of the journey for me. And I wasn't truly happier till I did that. Yeah, I manifested a whole bunch of great stuff and I had a great life and I wasn't unhappy, but true happiness, true, a sense of peace. And not saying I feel like that way all the time because I definitely don't, but just as my kind of base energy, I feel that's more consistent. That didn't happen until I did that. So mm -hmm. I'm just speaking from personal experience. And again, like I said before, you could take this work as deep as you want to some people it's going to be more surface like yeah I just kind of want a nice life and you know I want to feel a little better and there's nothing wrong with that that's fine but for the people if you want to take this deep if you want to really manifest the miracles and and tap into that assistance and and let your life be as easy and peaceful as it's, it can be you can't avoid that if you want to take it that deep Absolutely. Amen. And so we're talking with Kelly Cooper today about is the law of attraction a superpower and so we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to just get into some like actual tangible tips on, on how to start uh, your path of, of really intentionally using the law of attraction. So we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're here today with Kelly Cooper talking about is the law of attraction a superpower? And so a lot of what we talked about at the beginning part of the show is this idea of like, you have to do the work. Like, like folks, if you've listened to more than one of these podcasts, you get that there's a running theme in all of this. I don't care if it's, you know, the multimillion dollar business owner or the, you know, the healer or whatever it might be. This is, this is, this is the game. This is the game. It's a very internal game. And what you have going on internally reflects what you see externally. And so we're, we're here with Kelly Cooper to, and, and what I want to get into right now is something that, um, 
where, where my, my consciousness went to when we were talking before about what does it mean? So, so everybody's like, okay, I want more money. And it's like, great. And you, you touched on the fact that if you don't, if you think that the amount of money that you have or don't have says something about you, then there's entwinement there that, that has to be looked at. And so how can people start to like peel back those layers? Well, I think it's just, you know, that awareness is key. Like, you know, asking yourselves those questions. Because like for most of us, right, especially the law of attraction, personal development work in general, I think, but especially the LOA, um, is presented as this like magic fix like everything in your life usually you're going to come from a space of we tend to the things we want tend to be preceded by a sense of needing them right because we feel like we need this thing to be happy so we're usually manifesting from a space of there's some sense of lack i need this thing because it'll solve this problem it'll make me feel these positive emotions i want to feel i want this and it's okay to want specific things there's no reason not to have a loving relationship there's no reason that you can't travel there's no reason that you can't devote more time to your spiritual work there's no reason that you wouldn't have money all those things will come in in their form in in some form there's no reason they would be specifically excluded but i think yes yeah, so you know, it's okay to want specific things. It's okay that you're not happy without them. It's just acknowledge it. It's okay. But it, kind of like what I was saying before is the lack of those things isn't the reason you feel badly. It triggers something that's already there that feels badly. So it's like to get more sense of like kind of where you're coming from with this, it's like, okay, I feel badly without a boyfriend. I feel badly without money that's really not why I feel bad. The answer is not getting those things, but like, what's the story I'm attaching to this? I know for me with money for the longest time, one of my big issues was I feel a great sense of shame about my finances. I was like thinking if people knew how much money I made, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. And there must be something wrong with me that like, I can't make a lot of money. And you know, all these, like I was like fundamentally broken in some way. And my finances were a confirmation of that because what happens is if we don't deal with that stuff, every time you think about what you want, that is the dominant energy that will be activated. The shame, the lack, the fear, the anger, the, this, the, that. And as long as that energy is dominant, you can't really let that stuff in. So it's like, don't be afraid to. So when you ask yourself thinking about what you want, Okay, I feel bad without it. Why does that feel badly? What negative, what limiting beliefs are being validated to you that feel badly by this, your current circumstance? What do you think this lack says about you as a person? And then you'll start seeing more like what's driving your desire to manifest this thing. And again, it's okay you feel badly. We get to have preferences. Yeah, everyone wants loving relationships and it's okay to want those things. That's what us, us humans want. But you want to do that detective work first because you don't want to manifest from that sort of space because number one, it'll just probably be harder to let it in anyway. You're going to feel, you'll have a hell of a time feeling better now. If you're thinking, I need this thing to be happy. I need this thing to heal all these, you know, energetic psychic wounds that I have in my vibration. I need this, you know, to solve this problem. So you'll have a hard time feeling better now. And you're just going to, even if you manifest it, you're still probably not going to feel better anyway. And then you get on that vicious cycle of, well, I need to, well, maybe if I manifest this, I'll feel better. Maybe if I get a little more money or maybe this or that, a little bigger or better version. And then that's a vicious cycle that can be very hard to extract yourself from. Well, and, and the concept of the wanting energy, I, I work with a lot of our clients about this wanting it. There's always one more thing. And so I want to clarify, you, you, you made the comment that it's okay if you're not happy without those things. 
And um, in, in our speak over in the superpower vibrational kind of frequency conversation, the challenge with like breaking it down to, am I happy? Do I like what I want? Is it that conversation changes at different vibrations. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so really being attuned to, okay, in this moment, and as soon as you, it shows up in your external environment, you're already off creating the next thing. And so the idea that once this occurs or once I have this thing, then I'll be happier, then exactly. I'll be able to it's like, take nope. a break. <laughs> no, and, and it doesn't slow down. And we had a big dialogue going on within the Superpower Net here recently about the idea, you know, I think there were a lot of folks like waiting. There was all this tumultuous kind of chaotic energy at one point in time. And, um, you know, I think folks were like holding their breath, like, well, you know, this this has to calm down, this has to calm down. And I'm like, it's not calming down. Like, like they call it frequency for a reason. Like mm. it just keeps speeding up. Yeah. And so you have to learn to navigate that water and, and to, to rise above it and to, to surf those waves. Because if you don't, you're, they're just going to keep crashing over you. And while you're waiting for this magical moment in time to occur, your life is passing you by. Exactly. And so sometimes it's really just picking your head up and going, wait a second. Like, maybe I'm fine. Like right now, mm -hmm. maybe everything's okay. Finding joy in the moment. And so, you know, I'm going to challenge all of you to say like, wait, maybe you can be happy right now in that moment. And Absolutely. that's okay to still want. And so I think that's the pivotal piece about what Kelly's talking about. No, it's perfect want. what you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like, create. Yeah, because, you know, everything we want boils down to an essence. Everything you want is because you think it will give you some feeling you find desirable. Everything you don't like in your reality now, you don't like because it makes you feel feelings that are undesirable. So it always comes down to the feeling. So it's like, to me, I think there's a, and again, want what you want, it's fine. There's no reason not to have all these things and we're here to create. You're going to you know, you're going to channel that energy towards specific areas of your life at different points. And it's great where that's what we're here to do. But it's like, you know, keep in mind that that's not really, you want the feelings. And I think to me, there's great freedom in thinking I could feel better now, maybe not greater ecstatic or blissful, you know, especially if you're going through a tough time and you don't have to kind of strive for that high vibration if it's really far from where you are. But it's like, I think that's a pretty great thing that it's like, what do you, what can you do to enjoy your life now? That's what you want anyway. You can do that at any time. You can look beyond your current reality knowing that, okay, this is just a manifestation of, of, of past energies. I'm working on shifting them now. I know things will get better. Again, you don't have to force some, some high energy happiness if you're in a challenging circumstance. It's okay to, to feel your feelings. But it's like you could choose to look beyond that knowing that you're working on level of cause by working on your energy and you know, reality has to catch up and mirror it back to you eventually. Just be open to what that looks like, I would say. And yeah, it's like, what can you do to enjoy your life now? Because that's all you want anyway. And how great is it? How freeing is it to think you could do that at any moment and nothing needs to happen first in order for that to occur? And ironically, everybody, that's the exact attitude and approach that will actually allow these things to come in more quickly and, and more easily with less effort on your part, trying to manifest them. So it's like, yeah, like, what can you do to enjoy your life now? And your mind's going to be like, well, no, I want this and I want that. And I can't do those things. I don't have enough money. Or it's like, yeah, your mind's never going to stop doing that. That's what it does. But you can choose to kind of emotionally divest from its chatter and be like, yeah, I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to treat myself to this or that. It's like, it's just a choice we get to make. And if you can choose not to do that, you can choose to be like, well, I'm not going to be happy till my life changes. That's your prerogative. Like 
you know, you're an adult, you can do whatever you want, but <laughs> if you want to, if you want to work on your life from this angle of energy, that's not going to fly. It just won't. No. So it's like, you got to make a choice. It won't. And for those of you listening who don't really resonate with the um, emotion dialogue, which we've talked about before, think about it more as like the sensing in your body, you know? So, so there's a, there's a visceral kind of experience of emotion. Some of us experience them as feelings and some of us experience emotional energy as like, um, as the vibration of it. So, so don't get caught up in vernacular, mm, yeah. really feel into the information and pull out what's truth for you. Um, because I know a lot of times our minds like to disregard things because it doesn't resonate with certain words. And it's like, yeah, that, that's a trap in and of itself. Mm -hmm, and so make exactly. sure that you're expanding and really sensing the information versus allowing your mind to, um, analyze it. Um, that's just not helpful. Well, we've been talking with Kelly Cooper today about the law of attraction and is the law of attraction a superpower? And I, I would say that, it, you know, if, if we could tie it up in a nice little pretty bow, absolutely, it can be utilized as a tool um, that your awareness of it and your ability to operate intentionally with it um, is for sure a superpower. And I love everything you've been talking about, about the energy of it and, um, you know, and, and really just harnessing it. Uh, I think it's, if you can throw that awareness and that kind of um, practice into your bag of tricks, then, then you'll be light years ahead of a lot of people. So Kelly, thank you for joining us. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you? Sure. If you head on over to my site, livelifemadetoorder.com, I have hundreds of blog posts. I'm up to almost a hundred podcasts. Uh, I have products on there, information about my coaching services, all sorts of goodies. So yeah, that's the best way to kind of learn more about me and, and reach out to me. Very cool. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us on the show today. It's been a delightful conversation. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Awesome. Very cool. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.